the Lord. Glory be to God. I'm so glad that you're here. You know, I think it's special when you said the last Sunday of the year and the first Sunday of the year to be in the house of the Lord, to give thanks to the Lord, to his faithfulness, and then to uh, put God first. Amen. At the beginning of the year for the, with the first um, service. And so um, the Lord has been faithful. He's done great things. We've seen many souls that have been won to the kingdom of God. We have seen many supernatural miracles that have taken place all through the year. We have seen many lives that has been transformed by the power of God. Come on, if you've been a witness to any of those things, say hallelujah. hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. hallelujah. And so, but you know what? With God, um, everything just gets sweeter. Amen. Everything just gets better. So it's exciting to serve the Lord. You know, number one, if you if, if you belong to the kingdom of God, if you're born again, you are on the winning side. Amen. And you can, you know, you your 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 every day can be sweeter and sweeter. Um, every year can be greater and greater. I know there was a word spoken to this house and to the people of this house by evangelist. Um, Pastor Ted Shuttlesworth, when he was here with us, and uh, how many of you were here with us when he was here? A word of the Lord was released. It was a prophetic word, and I'm going to be sharing that uh, replay in that, that word tonight. But the Lord spoke a word over the, this house and over the people of this house, and it was, it was powerful. Amen. It's, we're gonna about to experience the year of the more. Amen. The year of the more. Well, we've seen God do great things. But, you know, things are moving quickly. Amen. And the, the latter glory uh, of the house shall be greater than the former. So at the end of things, things always get better and better. Amen. You'll never have a better last year. Amen. If you believe that, say amen. You'll never have a better last year. And so uh, I want to talk to you this morning or share with you this morning on, on keys to see into it that you do have the best year that you desire. Amen. You know, uh, a new year is always um, uh, an op- it, 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 every, every, a new day, you know, the, the beginning of a new week, uh, the beginning of a new month. Beginnings of seasons are always, uh, they always feel great because they're always like uh, uh, opportunities to have a fresh start. Can you say amen? It feels like that. It's like, you know, that you're, you're thinking about your life or you should, you should think about your life. You know, as we're closing in on this year, if you haven't had time to, to do that, but you, you just begin to recall your life and the things that God has done. Maybe there's things that were unfinished. Maybe there's things that you started, you, you pushed aside. I don't know. Everybody's different or in different uh, 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 levels, but uh, you know, it, it's it's a time of reflection. I feel, and and you get to look at at your life, the pro- the progress of your life, maybe the uh, uh, what your life has looked like, and then you know the new year is always an opportunity to set yourself. Say set yourself, because you must set yourself. You must set yourself. If if it's going to happen, it's gonna be up to you. It's not really gonna be up to God. He's already, I'm so glad y'all are here. Pastor Tony's friends, right? I'm so glad y'all, y'all been here before, right? Yeah, awesome, so glad you're here. And so 
you know, if it's going to be, it's going to be up to you. Sometimes we leave, we tend to say, if God wants to make it happen in my life, then he'll just do it. And we just, you know, just do whatever. But that's not the way it works in the kingdom of God. And, you know, in the kingdom of God, you don't live by luck. You live by kingdom principles. And God has given us kingdom principles where we are able to experience the life, the life that he has set out for each and every one of us. Amen. And how many of you know that life is a good life? Say a good life. And so I want to share with you some keys or kingdom principles that will help you set yourself to see to it that you experience uh, your greatest year. I'm um, start this morning, and then tonight at our crossover service will be part two. Who's going to join us tonight? Hey, well, that sounds like a good group of people. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, in Proverbs 4.18, hallelujah. In Proverbs 4.18, glory be to God. Who came hungry this morning? Who came ready to receive? These might seem basic, but I'm telling you, there's nothing too basic. <laughs> it is simple, but it's the simplicity. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I want to congratulate all the, 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 the graduates from the discipleship class. Uh, hallelujah. We'll put, give you the date on the next one when the next one's going to be started. I want to encourage you, those of you that are going to be joining us for the prayer and fasting, the 21 days, we are going to begin. Who's joining us? Who's going to be pushing away the plates? <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, January the 2nd to the 22nd, as we've uh, been announcing, and um, um, I'm going to be sharing with you uh, daily, live, amen, teaching on prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. You're, you get ready to go to your next level. Amen. If you believe that, say amen. And so then I, I was so excited because we had uh, 112 decisions for the Lord uh, yesterday. And then I believe how many for the call center? 19 decisions to the call center. Come on, give the Lord some praise for that. We're fixing it. We're fixing it. Go hit it up a notch. Amen. 2024, more everything, more glory, more souls, more kingdom expansion, more taking territory. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18, it says, but the path of the just. You are the just if you're born again believer. Amen. The path of the just is as the shining light that shineth. More and more unto the perfect day. The path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more. I want you to say shineth more and more. I see people wearing sparkly, shiny stuff. Anna, stand up. No, I'm just kidding. The wall sparkly shines, but your life. Amen. It's going to shine like never before. That's God's will for your life. Amen. Do you believe that? Faith begins where the will of God is known. And the Bible says that the path of the just is as the shining light 
that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. And then it says, the way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. And then it goes on to say, my son, attend to my words. Incline your ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they, God's words, are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. And so I want to share with you um, some kingdom principles or keys that will help you set yourself for your greatest year. People make resolutions, you know, and they stop at that. And, and, and you know, uh, it, it's more than just, um, it, it has to be a, a decision, you know, that is so strong and burning on the inside of you that it's going to cause you to act. Amen. It's going to cause you to act on what you have believed and set yourself to see in 2024. Hallelujah. Say, I must act. And so, um, you know, there are things that you must do. I, I, I don't know how many I'll, I'll get to this morning, but as I said, we'll continue uh, tonight. Uh, you must, number one, what can you do to make the most out of your 2024? Are you ready? Number one, identify what to thank God for from the previous year. It's important to not be forgetful and to be grateful and thankful at what God has done for you. Has he done great things? If he has, say amen. He, we've seen amazing, God do amazing things in the lives of his people. And so we must, we must uh, uh, identify those things. And, you know, uh, I've, I've just recently shared uh, uh, the power of thanksgiving and, and it, how important it is to be thankful. And to be thankful, you have to be intentional. It's, you know, to be thankful is spiritual. It's, it's a spiritual act uh, that comes from within you. Amen. It's not something, there's powerful things that take place when you are genuinely thankful. When it flows out of your heart that yet you, you know, you, 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 you identified those things and you, you are thankful and give God glory for what he has done in your life. Nothing too big or nothing too small to be thankful. Amen. And so in Psalm 67, verse 5 and 7, it says, let the people praise you, O God. Let, let all the people praise you. Another translation says, praise you and give thanks. And then look what verse 6 says. Uh, I'm in the New King James. It says, then after the people praise you and give thanks unto you, then the earth shall yield her increase. Then, say then. Say then again. So it's not automatic. It's after you've acknowledged and you're looking. Man, God, you were so good in January of, of 20 this year. You were so good 
throughout this year. I can, be, you know, begin to think of, you know, how you, uh, uh, I can point out certain areas in life where I can say, man, you were here. That was you. You did that. It was God. And you begin to thank him and identify those things intentionally and thank him for it. When you do that out of a genuine heart, instead of just being forgetful, it's like you got yourself this far. Be careful. It's like you got yourself this far. And, 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 and people tend to do that. They forget who got them where they're at. And then they begin to, you know, uh, take things lightly. And, and, and you see them, then you don't see them. But at one point, they were always here. You know what I'm saying? But it's like you, for, you can't forget to thank the one that has done what has been done in your life. Because it doesn't stop there. If you stop, if you, if you stop thanking him, and if you, if you it's like prematurely just uh, uh, missing out on everything else God was about to do for you. And it never stops until Jesus returns. It says then, say then. Look at your neighbor and say then. The earth shall yield her increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, verse 7 says, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Hallelujah. What is this saying? It's saying that the earth is programmed to yield her increase to those who know how to thank God. That's why I said it's special. And, and you don't think God noticed that on the last Sunday, of the year, you set it apart to come to say thank you. Hallelujah. Don't take those things lightly. You could be anywhere else, but you're here. You're recognizing, God, you are worthy of it all. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that, that then the earth shall yield her increase. So get ready as you've come to thank the Lord to see increase upon your lives if you believe that say amen this is the word of the lord the earth is programmed that's how god created it to yield her increase to those to those who know how to thank god can you say thank you jesus oh hallelujah Wonderful things take place when you acknowledge God, when you thank him. Oh, you've been so good, Father. How many of you are just so filled with gratitude? <laughs> Hallelujah. You've been so good, Lord. You know, you remember the encounter of, of, in chapter John, uh, John chapter 6, where we read where um, the, the 5,000 and plus were fed. Remember that in John chapter 6, we can read the encounter of, of, of where, you know, uh, um, the multitudes were fed by five loaves and two fish. And when Jesus said to feed them, I mean, he knew what he was going to do, but he was just testing them. They said, this money that we have, is that what is that to the multitudes that are here? And then they said, but there is a boy that has, there's five fish. Uh, um, five loaves of bread and two fishes. But what is that among so many people? You know, when, <laughs> and, and, and when you, sometimes you can get caught up on, on the little, 
but not knowing that the little becomes much. When you thank God and you put it in the hands of the Lord. You know, we can read the encounter where it says that uh, 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 in verse 11 of, of John chapter 6, and, and Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, say when. So remember, then the earth will yield her increase to those that know how to thank God. And here it says, but when Jesus, when, when he had given thanks, so there is the then and then there is the when. And when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples and the disciples to those sitting down. And likewise of the fish. And as much as they wanted, so when they were filled, he said to his disciples. Okay, so the, 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 the point is that whenever he got the five loaves and the two fish, the first thing that he did is he gave thanks unto the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, you, might, you can complain about the little that took place. Or you can just practice the spiritual voice of thanksgiving and say, Father, I've come this far. And it's because you brought me this far. Yeah, I might have lost some things, but if I lost anything, you're the reason why I haven't lost everything. I thank you, Lord. I'm not ashamed of it. If I lost anything, you're the reason why I haven't lost everything. And as long as I have breath in my lungs, and as long as I have you on the inside of me, as long as I have resurrection power on the inside of me, hallelujah, all things are possible to me. I'm going to thank you, Lord. I'm going to thank you. People might think you're crazy. Why are you celebrating in the presence of God, Did, haven't you seen what's taking place in your life? Don't you see where you find yourself? Look at your situation, but they know they don't know what you know. Ah, and you're grateful. You're thankful. Because where you're at is not where you're always going to be. With God, all things are possible and are always subject to change. Hallelujah. And it's Thanksgiving. You see, you it's intentional. You you, to those that know how to give thanks, the earth will yield their increase. You just focus on him. You just give him glory. Nothing is too small. Give him glory for the good times. Give him glory for the bad times. Give him glory through it all. Hallelujah. And thank him and bless his holy name. The scripture says, Lord, this is, this is, uh, um, this is, the day the Lord has made, I will rejoice and be glad in it. It says, this is your doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You've been so good, Lord. Come on, has he been good to you? Just thank him. Just thank him right now. Just thank him. Hallelujah. Thank him. Thank him. Hallelujah. Oh, he's so wonderful. Glory be to God. Thank him. You sound good this morning. Thank him. Hallelujah. Nothing yields until you have given praise. And you can't praise him until you have thanked him. 
when you come back tonight, get ready to thank him. Get ready to praise him. And the reason why you can praise him is because you're thankful. Praise precedes thanks, giving. Hallelujah. Nothing increases in your life until you have given thanks. Instead of complaining of the little, thank God for the little. And he will give you many reasons to thank him for the increase. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Praise the name of the Lord. Some of you that are, uh, are, are, you know, have found yourself at the end of this year, maybe you have found yourself alone. Get ready because the next year you'll be crossing not alone. You'll be in good company, godly company. I don't know if that was for the single people or what. I don't know. But y'all better catch it. <laughs> Somebody was like, I don't want that one. Okay, then you'll be alone. Be thankful. <laughs> think about what he has done. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why I love that song. When I think about the Lord, I get emotional in a good way. You know what I'm saying? Like good emotions because, man, I can't even, just the whole day just reflecting just yesterday and just thinking, man, we've come this far. God has been so good. Where would we have been if it hadn't been for the, 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 the mercy of God, the grace of God? Hallelujah. That never gets old in my life, and it should never get old in your life. Hallelujah. He's been so good. Praise the name of the Lord. If that's all he's done up to this point, there's so many reasons to give him thanks. Can you say amen? Come on. He changed your life. He gave you new life. He forgave you of your sin, sins. He redeemed you. Hallelujah. He lifted you up from the pit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He raised you with Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. There's so much to be thankful for. So you must thank him. It'll help your next year. Amen. Thanking him. Identifying the things that you need to thank him for. Now, what else must we do to see to it that we have a better 20, uh, 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 tw uh, 24, a better year? Well, uh, you must uh, let the past pass. Amen. You got to let the past Let it go. Amen. Look to your and say, let it go. It's so important. You can't go in the opposite direction that you're focused on. And if you're focused on the past, you can't move forward. Are you very simple, right? But it, 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 it'll, it hinders people. To think that they are going to have a better next year holding on to last year. Or to unforgiveness. Or to what happened. You know? Not making light that maybe there's things that did take place that, that were not good. But if, if that's even the case, it's time to let it go. It stays behind you. Amen. You can look two ways. You can't look backwards and, and, and step into a great future. 
You must focus where you are headed. And if you are going to gravitate that way, then you must forget what is behind you. Uh, can you say amen? Well, how is that possible, Pastor Sandy? Well, the, by the grace of God, you can do it. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 13, it says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So the one thing that you must do is forget the past. Let it go. You know, there's a saying that says, I'll forgive, but I won't forget. You'll never move forward. You'll never enter into the fullness of what God has for you. That's not even for people of the kingdom of God to keep record of wrongdoing. You must forgive and you must forget. And it's only going to free you and, and set you free and release you to your greatest year you've ever had in the mighty name of Jesus. You know, when the Bible talks about faith and, 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 it, and it talks about how you can move mountains and how you can say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And if you doubt not in your heart, uh, uh, but believe those things which you said, it shall come to pass. You know, that's powerful that God has given us authority and the faith to be able to move mountains in our lives. But yet, it doesn't stop there. He says that if you have unforgiveness, you must forgive. Hello? <laughs> it gets quiet because, I mean, you know, the, the picture of that thing comes up. And you're like, I don't know about this one, Pastor Sandy. You know, I can do, I can do the thanking God. You know, I can do the thanking God, but I don't know about, about, about the, the forgiveness one because you don't even know how ugly they were to me. I'm not making light of people's ugliness. I'm not making light of the hurt. I'm not making light of the situations, but I'm telling you, it only does you harm. I heard uh, Dr. Polinucci say that when you walk in unforgiveness or when you're stuck in the past of past, even forgiving yourself, even forgiving yourself because of past mistakes, past failures, or the things, you know, you can't live in guilt and condemnation. You have to set yourself free by receiving God's forgiveness for your life and forgiving yourself. And then others, when you know that God has been merciful upon your life, then it's easy to forgive. Because if the Bible says, you know, that if he forgave you, how can we uh, hold unforgiveness against anyone else? But if he forgave us, we ought to forgive others. We ought to let him go. Hallelujah. And when you don't realize, when you think you deserve what you got in this new life and this, you know, the forgiveness of your sins and everything, then, then, then it, it, it doesn't do you any good. You didn't deserve any of that. 
And so Dr. Paula Nunes, he said that when you hold on forgiveness, I like how he said it. He said, without even knowing people, what they are doing is they're, they ha- they're getting that, that, that situation, that person, and they're putting them in the pocket of their heart. And he, they might be like in another state. They might be, they might not even be here anymore. But through your unforgiveness, you're po- you pocket them in your heart. And it's like, it's like that, that pain constantly that never allows you to move forward. You know, and it's like every, anything, it's like a wound that every time it, get, it, it, it gets touched, it, it brings a pain. It brings the, the memories. It brings the regret. It brings the shame. It brings, you know, all, all these things. But, but how many of you know that, that, that God has forgiven us and he's called us to forgive others? And God, will, as a good father that he is, he'll never ask us to do something that he has not empowered us to do it. And it's only for your benefit. Hallelujah. It's time to release yourself. It's time to forgive and it's time to forget. It's time to release yourself to be able to experience the greatest year you've ever experienced in your whole entire life. Oh, say hallelujah. Today is your day. Praise the name of the Lord. Today is the day to put, let the past pass. Today is the day that you got to let the past pass. You know, huh? one of the other things that you must do is, is be passionate about, about where you're going. Be passionate about, about uh, um, the, the, what, it, what, it, what is your expectation of the new year. What do I mean by being passionate? It means how bad do you want it? How bad do you want what God has for you? How bad do you want to uh, enter uh, uh, the, the, the new year seeing the fulfillment of all that God has for your life? How bad do you want it? And, and you've got to want it bad. It, it's not for the casual. Can I tell you? It's not for the compromisers. It's not for the ones that they just want it bad in their mind. Oh, yeah, I know God has great things, but then they don't put no action to it. They don't do anything about it. They do the same thing thinking they're going to get different results. They want more of God, but they don't want to do more for him. Are you with me? They want to see more glory of the goodness of God, but they still want to operate at the same level they were operating in 2023. In order to see the more of what God has for you, it's going to cause you to rise up and do more for him. Hallelujah. And you got to be passionate. You know, when, you know, uh, not wanting it bad enough, it makes you a person of just excuses. You always have a reason, but none of them are good reasons. It's just excuses of why you are where you're at, why you haven't achieved, you know, what you wanted to achieve. And, and, and you take no responsibility for your life, which takes me to the next point. You must take responsibility for your life. Hallelujah. And it's not a very popular uh, a point because we want to leave all the responsibility to God. And you see, uh, religion, that's what it happens. With religious people, they, they want to leave everything up to God and they don't do nothing. But in your Christian walk with God, it's like Jesus has done all he's ever going to do. 
and he set us and to, to live the life that he's called us to live and equipped us. The Bible says that he's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, that he's predestined us to live the good life, but we must take responsibility for our lives. Are you with me? Say that I must take responsibility for my life. You must accept responsibility. In Psalm 34, verse 4, it says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Who did he sought? The Lord. Where does your help come from? The Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord. You know, Luke chapter 18, verse 27, it says, but he said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Accept the responsibility. God is for you. God is with you. God is in you. Who dare be against you? God is on your side. Matthew 6.33 says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things. God will add them unto you. He will add them unto you. So do we go looking for these things or do we go looking for people or do we seek God? Hallelujah. We put him first. We must accept responsibility. I believe this is a major one that is going to set you up to see your greatest year you've ever seen in the mighty name of Jesus. Because if it's going to be uh, your greatest, it's not going to be up to no one but to you. And I know that you, I'm looking at a people that are determined to enter into everything that God has for them. If that's you, say amen. I want you to note this. Never accept or give any excuse for being where you are. Never accept or give any excuse for being where you are. If you don't like where you are, can I tell you something? Change it. Wow, Pastor. With God's help. Who was it, the one, that his life was supposed to be a sorry life? Jabez. His, you know, his mom birthed him in sorrow, and his life was supposed to be one of pain and regret. And the Bible says that he sought the Lord, and he asked the Lord to bless him. And as he sought the Lord, God changed his story. As you seek the Lord, God will change your story. You know, Jabez could have said, well, this is my lot. This is my luck. You know, this is how my life is going to be. Just like everybody else in my family, it's going to be a sorry one. But, you know, obviously, he had, uh, he knew of God. Obviously, he, he knew of the wonderfulness of God. And he decided to set himself to have a different life than everyone else. If you set yourself to have a different life than everyone else around you and you seek the Lord, God is not a respecter of persons. You can experience change you desire. You can experience a change of story for your life. 
and you can rejoice that 2024 will be your greatest year if you do so in the mighty name of Jesus. And God changed the story. God blessed him. You see, he could have complained. He could have uh, had every reason in the natural of why his life was just going to be like that, just like maybe you. You know, the family you're born into, just what happened in your life or your circumstance, your situation. You might have in the natural every reason as to why your life has to be the way it is. But can I tell you, with God, everything changes. Say, with God. With God, everything changes. Oh, can you say amen? So you can either take responsibility or accept your situation. But I know you're not going to do that. You're going to take responsibility. I've seen you take responsibility. I've seen you that you've come. And, and, and you came one way. But all of a sudden, your life began to change. Even when you didn't even think or imagine how it would ever happen. You kept coming. You kept hearing the word of the Lord. You kept crying out to God. You kept showing up. You were persistent. You were consistent. You counted all joy even for the most difficult times. And then all of a sudden you find yourself having a change of story. Your life is not the same. You don't look the same. You're, do, you're in a place that you've never imagined accomplishing things in your life that you never imagined you could do so. Oh, living a life that you never thought you'll live. A life of freedom, a life of liberty, a life of peace, a life of a sound mind, a life of wholeness, a life of restoration. All because you dare to believe and all because you dare to set yourself to believe God and to receive the change you desired out of the word of the Lord. Woo! God is not a respecter of persons. I mean, there's wonderful testimonies all over this house. Say, enough is enough. I'm getting ready to have my greatest year. I'm getting ready to go to another level. I'm about to see a changed story in my life. If you like your story, hey, it can change at a greater level. I like my story, but I know it's about to change to another level. Hey, hey, glory to God. But you got to take responsibility, right? You got to take responsibility. Nothing just happens. Nothing just happens. You can wish and a hope. You can use all the hashtag, new year, new me. If you ain't putting on the new man, eh, the, the ugly you is still going to be the ugly you in 2024. People think life is going to change because new year, new me. Just because you found some cute little inspiring New Year's quote and posted it. If you're not taking responsibility for your life, you're not even showing up. You're not even, your vision is short-sighted. Then you got vision, but you ain't doing nothing about the vision. You're not running with it. Nothing going to change. But as I see people that are running. I see people that are running. I see people that are experiencing change after change. Like the scripture we opened up with. The path of the justice like the shining light that shines brighter and brighter. 
Your 2024 is going to be brighter than it's ever been in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Who believes that? Take responsibility. Hallelujah. If you want to see a better year, you must accept the responsibility for your life. Yes, your life is in the hands of God. It's true. But you must mark a straight path for your life. Amen. You must mark a straight path for your life. As we enter into this new year, set yourself. Amen. Set yourself by thinking of the wonderful things that God has done for you. How far he has brought you. If you're not where you want to be yet, thank God you're not where you used to be. Don't sit there with a sorry face look in your, in your, in your face, if that made sense. But, you know, here we are and nothing's happened. Oh, yeah, you're, you're here. You're alive. You have breath in your lungs. You're not where you used to be. You know, don't, don't count yourself out. Glory be to God. You're on your way to your place called there. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Don't live your life by chance. Don't just wait to see whatever happens. Oh, I'm going to see what the new year brings me. You bring it to the new year. You bring it to the new year. This is what we're going to do in the name of Jesus. This is what the Lord has shown me. This is the vision that has opened up in my eyes. We're going to run with it. We're going to make a, we're going to write it down. We're going to make a plan and we're going to go at it in the name of Jesus. God is going to bless the work of our hands. We're not waiting to see what 2024 is going to bring us. We're bringing it. We're bringing it like never before here at the Power of Love Church. And you got to determine that in your personal life. You got to bring it in your marriage. You got to bring it in your children. You got to bring it in your business. We're bringing it all for the glory of God. 2024, we're bringing it for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I know what it is to live a life. Oh, just waiting. You, you just, it's like you're, you're, just, and you're just waiting for something to happen. You're waiting for a change. Change doesn't come. You have to provoke that change in your life. What do you want to see? What do you want to change? What do you want to happen? What is your expectation? Hallelujah. I know what it is. And then, you know, the Bible says hope deferred make the heart sick. But a dream fulfilled is like a tree of life. God wants to fulfill your dreams. But all he needs is your cooperation. Hallelujah. You're waiting on God, but why God is waiting on you to move, to run, to set yourself, to say, here I am, Lord. Use me. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Don't sit and wait. Don't sit another year and just ex wait for change to come to you. You be the change you want to see. Hallelujah. Don't just sit and wait. You know, the woman with the issue of blood, that's, she didn't do that. She just didn't sit and wait for Jesus to come knocking on her door. Yes, God knows your address, but he also knows that he's called you to rise up and shine for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. It says get up from that prostrate position that you're putting yourself in. Get up from that. Arise, shine, for your light has come. 
Your light has come. Jesus has come into your life. He is the light that you need. The word of God is the light that you need. And as the light has come, it will cause you to arise like never before. And as you get more light, you'll arise to greater levels. In the mighty name of Jesus, don't just sit there. Rise up. Rise up. Hallelujah. Rise up by faith. By faith, provoke the change you want. And by doing all you can to move beyond from where you are. Say, we're moving forward. We're going to our next chapter. That's one of the, the words that when we went to the, the what no I has seen conference with Bishop Daghard Mills, that's one of the things that he spoke to my husband and I. He says, get ready. The old chapter is gone. The new chapter is about to begin in your life. And I feel like 2024 is going to be the year of the new chapter of what God has in store for this house and for our lives and for the people of this house. Do you believe that? Oh, you're getting ready to see the best chapter of your life. Glory be to God. And the devil has no pen to have his say so in your chapter, in this new chapter of life. He's been disarmed. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Don't sit and waste. Rise up. Provoke the change that you desire. Glory be to God. You know, one of the greatest uh, 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 examples of this, I, I, I like from the word of the Lord, one of them, because there is so many. There is so many. You know, we have the woman with the issue of blood who got tired of her sorry situation. That's my translation, SG translation. And then she sought help everywhere. She couldn't find any. But she heard of Jesus, and she said, but if I would only get up and go, and touch the hem of his garment, I know I shall be made whole. So the key is that she believed. She heard, she believed, and she did something about it. She rose up. She didn't say, Jesus knows everything. He knows where I live, and if he wants me to be healed, and if it's his will, he'll come. You know, there's people at home right now when they should be sitting here listening to this word that's going to take them to the next level, but yet they're waiting on God. That's not your story. Hallelujah. And so she got up. You know, that fire was in her. She got up, and she did something. She did something about her sorry situation. You know, your pity parties are over. No more pity parties. 2024, you're not permitted to have a pity party. You're not permitted to have any form of victim mentality. And when you feel yourself getting that way, you're going to shake yourself up. You're going to think about the woman of the issue of blood, and you're going to, because you heard of how good God is, you've seen of how good God is, you know how good God is, so you're going to remember uh, those things, and it's going to put a fire in you to rise up and say, I'm not going to sit here and waste, I'm not going to wait to see what's going to happen, I'm going to rise up, and I'm going to show up, and I'm going to go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, when you feel, when you feel the least Encourage, you know, man, another key, you got to learn how to encourage yourself. I, I, I'm kind of going over everywhere, but it's, these, are, these are important keys. You got to learn how to encourage yourself. Because if you're waiting for somebody to encourage you, thank God for the people that encourage us. 
But man, if David didn't know how to encourage himself in the Lord, he would have died. Whenever they killed all, I mean, whenever they had captured all the, 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 the wives of the, of the man, when they got back from battle, they had taken all the captive, all the, the wives, the, 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 the children, and then everybody turned to David, and they started accusing him, and they wanted to do away with him. And, you know, can you imagine that? Man, the, the weight and the responsibility. But David did something that each and every one of us need to learn how to do. The Bible says that David encouraged himself. I had to learn how to do that. David encouraged himself in the Lord. Because you might, it might, you know, I say that to say because there's, there's moments where you feel the least with energy. But it's in those moments that, man, when you encourage yourself and you shake yourself from those funky feelings and you get up. And then you realize, man, no wonder the devil wanted me to stay behind. No wonder the devil wanted me to stay back by myself. No wonder he didn't want me to get around people of faith, people on fire. No wonder because I would have missed what God had. No wonder. No wonder. Hallelujah. But because you learn how to encourage yourself in the Lord and say, Father, man, you just, God has already done enough for you. To just recall his goodness. And then you might say, well, I don't. Well, then think about what he's done in the life of your brother and sister and rejoice for that. <laughs> and what happened in the life of David whenever he, they recovered everything because God told, gave him instructions. In that moment that he was encouraging himself, God said, okay, now go recover. You're going to enter into 2024 recovering because you didn't let nothing discourage you. You didn't let nothing hold you back. <laughs> I'm through. You see, the Bible says we're not ignorant of the tactics of the enemy. We're not. We're going forward. The the, the path of the justice as a shining light, it brights, it brights, it shines brighter and brighter. You're, you should expect that for your life. But don't kid yourself thinking that, you know, you're going this way and God's saying, go this way. How? Take responsibility for your life. Take responsibility for your life. Hallelujah. You know, in 2 Kings chapter 7, I was getting there. This is one of my favorite uh, 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 encounters in the Bible, and we can turn there because it, it, it really, when I first, years ago, when I came across this scripture, because I was that person waiting, if, uh, if God's going to do it, and I knew the story about the woman with the issue of blood, and I missed the part where she got up from her sorry situation, and there I am in my sorry situation admiring the woman with the issue of blood that got up and did something about her sorry situation, but here I was waiting on God. If something's going to change, man, tomorrow's going to change, or, you know, no, the change begins on the inside of you. Hallelujah. And then I came uh, uh, encountered this. I have this in the NLT in 2 Kings chapter 7. Hallelujah. Beginning in verse 3, there was a great famine in the land, a severe great famine in the land. And look, it says um, uh, in verse 3 of chapter 7 of 2 Kings, it says, Now there were four men, say four men, with leprosy. It was a bad condition, bad state. It says sitting. Say sitting. They were what? They were what? They were what? And I'm sure they were, had been sitting for a while. 
they were sitting at the entrance of the city gate. Why should we sit here waiting to die? They told themselves. They've been sitting there. And then they said, why should we sit here waiting to die? You know, this opened my eyes and said, man, I do need to get up. Why am I sitting here? Why am I in my room? Why am I not showing up? Why am I staying behind? Why am I just here? What am I doing? I'm waiting for Chase to come knock on my door. I'm waiting for the package to be delivered, for that breakthrough package. <laughs> not realizing that I am a daughter of the most high God. I'm talking about being a Christian. I'm not talking about people uh, 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 being a Christian, going to church, sitting there, wait, just wasting, waiting to die. Nothing happening. And then I realized, why am I sitting here? I thought like these men, why am I sitting here? Nothing is changing. Nothing is happening. And all of a sudden, I begin to realize, greater is he that is in me than he that is of this world. I've got resurrection power on the inside of me. God has blessed me with all spiritual blessings. I got the Holy Ghost. I got the Holy Ghost living on the inside of me. Hallelujah. I have the way maker living on the inside of me. God will make a way where there is no way. And then I saw that they asked themselves as they were sitting there, why are we sitting here waiting to die? You know, the woman with initial blood rose up. Blind Barnabas rose up. Zacchaeus climbed a tree. He was short. Peter stepped out of the boat. Why sit we here and die? Why sit we here and waste? They asked each other. They said, we will starve if we stay here. But with the famine in the city, we will starve if we go back there. So we might as well go out and surrender to the uh, Aramean army. If they let us li live, so much the better. But if they kill us, we would have died anyway. Listen, in their case, they were taking a risk. But in our case, we have the faith of God. When you operate in faith, you're not taking a risk. You have a title deed guarantee. People say taking a faith is a risk. It's not a risk. We have the faith of God, and our faith is the title deed of our expectation. They went not knowing. We could, if we stay here, we'll die. If we go backwards, we'll starve. If we go ahead, the, the enemy might, might uh, kill us. And then it says, verse 5, so at twilight, they set out. They set out. They set themselves to get up and to go out for the camp of the Arameans. Uh, but when they came to the edge of the camp, no one was there. Verse 6, for the Lord... For the Lord had caused the Aramean army to hear the clatter of speeding chariots and the galloping of horses and the sound of a great army approaching. When the moment they did something about their situation, you see, God never asked you to figure it out. All he says is, trust me. 
all he says is, let me be God in your life. You just trust me that my word is true and rise up and keep moving forward. And as the moment that they rose up, God caused a mighty sound in the camp of the enemy that brought confusion. And they, they fled. The Bible says that they left all the plunder there. That the, these, these men were going from tent to tent, just gather up, gathering up. Oh, the plunder. Glory be to God. All because they changed their position. They went from sitting ducks to rising up and doing something about their situation. And as they moved forward, God began to work on their behalf. As you rise up in faith, God begins to work on your behalf. If you believe that, say amen. Oh, as you move forward in faith, stepping into and crossing into this new year, trusting God. As you do, God is already going before you and making every crooked path straight. Oh, the path of the just is like the shining light that shines brighter and brighter. The portion of the child of God is not get brighter and then darker. No, those days are over for the body of Christ. Oh, there's an expectation for the manifestations of the sons and the daughters of God. And I believe that 2024 is going to be a year of the sons and daughters of God manifesting the glory of God like never before. If you're part of that, say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say glory to God. Say here I am, Lord. Use me. God is good. God is good. God is good. God is good. Someone's story is changing. Someone's story, story is changing. Worship team, come up here. Let me continue a little more. Glory be to God. God will work it out for your good. Romans chapter 8, and we know, see, we don't, we know it's having a certainty. It's not guessing or trying to see if God is real and true or not. No, and we know that God causes all things to work together for the good to those that love him. And are called according to his purpose. God is working it out for your good in the name of Jesus. Not because you're cute. Not because you think you deserve it. Because you're operating in kingdom principles. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Don't give or accept any excuse for being where you are in life. If these four lepers can change their story by getting up and, and doing something about it, you sure can do the same. And, and, you know, God is with you. God is for you. But most importantly, God is on the inside of you by his spirit. He'll quicken you. He'll quicken you as you put your faith in him, as you trust him. You know, the Bible says that we, we don't look at the things that we don't, we're not moved or we don't set our eyes on the things that can be seen, but on the things that are unseen, spiritual truths. Amen. And when you set your eyes and your affection on spiritual truths, then it does something. It empowers you on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Don't look at what it looks like. 
Don't ex give or accept any excuse for being where you are in life. Zacchaeus was short. The woman with issue of blood was, had done everything she could and, and, and found herself worse than wh where she was. You know, blind Barnabas, he, had, he was blind and, and he was used to every day to be there and, 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 and to be pleaser and ask for money. But they didn't consider uh, uh, their, their situations. You need to not consider what is happening in your life. You need to not consider the economy. You need to not consider uh, anything that's in the natural. You need to consider God. The Bible says consider the rock that you have been hewn from. The, the, the bit that you have been dicked from. Consider God. Consider Jesus. Hallelujah. He is your way maker. He's the one that will help you. He's the one that will make a way where there is no way for you. If you believe that, say amen. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what has happened. Never accept or give any excuse of being where you are. If you don't like it, change it. You deserve to be happy. Hallelujah, you deserve to enjoy life. You should be enjoying life. You should be laughing like, you know, and, 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 and the joy of the Lord is your strength. And the joy of the Lord has nothing to do with what's happening around you. It's the joy of the Lord on the inside of you. That even in, in tough circumstances and situations, we are empowered and we can remain in joy. That we can count it all joy. When we are going through tests, because greater is he that is in us than he that is of this world. It's not like being happy. Happy can change according to what's happening in life. But the joy of the Lord is supernatural. And he's put his joy on the inside of you that no matter what, you're going to have the strength of God to carry you through. Like David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for my God is with me. He was aware that the presence of God was with him. And therefore, he can walk right through the shadow of the valley of death and fear no evil. You have been empowered to be strengthened. The, the Bible says, you know, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver you out of them all. He's already made a way of escape out of every temptation. Glory be to God. Uh, the Bible also says in this world you will have trials and tribulation. And I'm not trying to get you to be trial and tribulation minded. I'm trying to tell you that no matter what happens, you have what it takes to rise up. Because Jesus said, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. He overcame it for you. That's why the Bible says that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus who loved us. He is our victory. Oh, say hallelujah. hallelujah. Glory be to God. And refuse to blame anybody. Refuse to blame anybody. Accept the responsibility. I like a quote that Bishop David Oyedepo quoted. He said, you are not a failure until you have found who to blame for it. That's good, right? You're not a failure until you have found who to blame for it. Somebody else said, there are a thousand excuses for every failure, but never a good reason. There's thousands of excuses. You can have, you can, you can have all kinds of excuses, but it'll never good, be a good reason. Hallelujah. Take the responsibility. Accept, accept the responsibility. One more example, and then I'll continue tonight. Take a look 
at the life of the impotent man at the pool of Bethesda. In John chapter 5, really quick, because this will help somebody. He'd been there for 38 years, the Bible says. 38 years. And I can imagine that those were not sweet years, that they were bitter years, right? Then Jesus showed up. Oh, hallelujah. You know, when Jesus shows up, everything changes. Say, everything changes. Oh, hallelujah. Well, when did he show up to my life, Pastor Shandy? Have you given him your life? Have you surrendered your life to him? Have you invited him to come into your life, into your heart, to be Lord of your life? Then he's shown up. Okay, hallelujah. When Jesus came by, you can read it in John chapter 5, but I'll just, uh, I'll just share it with you. When Jesus came and asked him, do you want to be well? That's what Jesus asked. Do you want to be well? And then in John chapter 5, verse, uh, uh, verse 7, the impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man. I have no man when water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Because I, I believe every so often the, the angel will come and stir up the water. And there was, it was uh, nothing but uh, uh, sick people around it. And the first one that will jump in the pool when the angel will stir the water, then that person will be healed. Aren't you glad that the, the Lord, our Father, did not send us a pool? He sent us Jesus, living waters, Jesus. Now that pool is in Jesus. And everyone can partake of it. Isn't it wonderful? Hallelujah. So this man, when Jesus said, do you want to be made well? Well, I don't have no man. And when I try to move, somebody always beats me. That sister and that brother on the other side, they always get ahead of me. That's what he was really saying. He was saying, I can't. I have no one to help me. Jesus asked him, do you want to be well? I can't. I have no man. No one is there to help me. The man simply blamed people for where he was in his life. That's what basically what he did. He was blaming people. I, have, I can't. I have no man. It's their fault I'm where I am. They're the reason I'm here. Because when I've tried Jesus, they beat me. They walk over me. He was blaming people for where he was in life. That's what goes on today. Do you know that? That's been going on since the beginning. Since the beginning, since the book of Genesis. It's been going on. It, you can read the encounter whenever uh, they, you know, they had eaten of the forbidden fruit, Eve and Adam. And in Genesis 3.12, you know, or Genesis 3, we can read where the, the God came as he normally did to walk with them. And when he came this time, they had already partaken of the forbidden fruit. And so uh, uh, they, they heard God coming like they normally did. And they, they hide, they hid, because now they can see that they were naked. And, and the Bible says that God said, uh, where are you? Oh, we're hiding. And why are you hiding? Because we're naked. And, 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 and we were afraid. And he said, who told you you were naked? Who told you you were naked? And then he said, have you eaten of the forbidden fruit? 
God already knew what had happened. He said, have you eaten of, of the forbidden fruit? And you know Adam's response? The man replied, it was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit to take it. The blaming game since day one. Not, not a lot has changed. People love to blame people for where they're at or where they're not at. That's not going to be your story. Hallelujah. He said, it was the woman you gave me. She, he was basically blaming God. People blame God these days. You make your own decisions and then you blame God for making them? Because <laughs> they don't turn out. You didn't consult with God. You made a decision and you asked to bless it, but God was like, you're already over there. Let's talk to God first. Amen. Let's talk to God first. But he said, the woman you gave me, she gave me the fruit. And then Eve, have you eaten of the fruit? He said it was a, she said it was a serpent. So it was like over and over. The impotent man, I can't. Uh, nobody helps me. It hasn't changed much today. I can't because my wife. Don't you know my husband? I can't. I'm stuck here. We can't go nowhere. And then people use where two or more agree, you know. You forget you have got the Father, got the Son, got the Holy Ghost, and your brothers and sisters, but you want to blame somebody why you're not moving forward. I can't. I can't. I remember, you know, my husband was not always beside me uh, when I was serving, when I began to commit myself to the things of God. He wasn't always, he wouldn't go to church with me at the beginning. Most of you know our story. He didn't want to have anything to do with going to church and changing his life. He was, you know, still out there in the streets and doing not kingdom business, but that kind of business over there. And, you know, I, I, I had to learn all that. You know, that God, God was my strength. God could help me and, and, and trust in the Lord. And, 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 but I could have every excuse, which at first I did because I was ignorant. I didn't know. Every, I, I feel like I can't move forward because of this or because of that. You know, my parents or my brothers and my sisters and what happened to me and so-and-so and, and, and -so did this to me. And, and, and just stuck in the same place, you know. But I just found my strength in the Lord and encouraged and just keep moving forward. And before I knew it, God was working it out for my good. Can you see he worked it out for my good? He's right there, my, right there. And, you know. And, and we can put many excuses and, and, make, and begin to make justifications of why we're, you know, not obeying or why we're not showing up or why we're not doing this. Get rid of all that. Are you with me? Get rid of all that. That doesn't change anything. You have to take responsibility for your life. God is with you. God is for you. And God is in you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is of this world. And with God's help, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Hallelujah. It takes one person. It takes one person. Hallelujah. You can do all things. Don't play the blaming game. In your natural eye, it might seem impossible to see a change. But God will begin to open your eyes to see, oh, that change is taking place in your life. Hallelujah. This man, oh, your Lord, praise the Lord, sat for 38 years. I'm close. He sat for 38 years waiting for someone to put him in the water. 
you got to be decisive and you got to be determined. You have waited long enough for people to help you. And the help is now. The help is in sight right now. You did not show up here to leave out of here the same. You did not show up to be in the presence of God to remain the same. I believe with all my heart that as you have opened up your heart to receive from the Lord, your change has come in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight in the NLT, come to me, all of you who are heavy and carry heavy uh, burdens, who are weary and carry, carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and, and, and I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and my burden is light. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You know, I, I don't read normally the message, but I like kind of like the way it says it. It says, are you tired, worn out? burn out on religion, come to me. This is Jesus. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Oh, hallelujah. I believe 2024 and as you continue to seek the Lord is going to be a, a year that you're going to experience a supernatural rest. And it does not mean that you're just going to be laying there doing nothing. No, you're going to be still and know that he is God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. He says, I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the enforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-lifting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Oh, can you say amen? Hallelujah. God is speaking to you right now. It's time for you to rise up. It's time for you to rise up. And I want you to say, if there is a will, there is a way. You know, and God has a will for you. He wills that you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. God's plans for you are good. For I know the plans that I have for you. Plans, uh, good plans to give, her, give you a hope and give you an expected end. Oh, glory be to God. God always makes a way where there seemed to be no way. Do you believe that? Refuse to live in self-pity. You are not a victim. You are a victor. You've been bought with a price. You are, the, you, are, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You've been bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Glory be to God. It's time to rise up. It's time to see the change you desire it's time to have a better next year than the last year. It's time to set yourself. And I believe that as you walk into this place, you are doing just that. If you believe that, say amen. Glory be to God. If God is with you, who can be against you? I want you to say this. God is on my side. God is for me. God is with me. God is my connection, and God is my great help. My trust is in the Lord. If you believe that, say amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I'm going to leave you with this one, with this scripture. In Jeremiah 
and then we're going to pray, and then we're going to come back at 9 p.m. Woo! And puro party. I'm kidding. Holy Ghost party. Do y'all know there's no party like a Holy Ghost party because a Holy Ghost party don't stop? Might be here till five in the morning. I don't know. We just sent somebody to go get pancakes in the morning. I don't know. Sell our faces before January the second. <laughs> Jeremiah seventeen. Who's your help? Where does your help come from? Hallelujah. Thank God for the people God puts before you. But He's your number one. Amen. He's the the one you set your your eyes upon. Jeremiah 17, verse 5, it says, Thus saith the Lord, great is the man who trusts in man. God never intended you to, to put your trust in man. Even the apostle said, uh, follow me as I follow Christ. Hallelujah. And make flesh his strength. Even your own, putting trust in your own self, thinking you can do what you're going to do without God. We can't even breathe without God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what we sang. We can't even think to Take a step without you, Lord. And then it says, um, whose heart departs from the Lord, verse 6, for he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt, uh, in a salt land which is not inhabited. Verse 7, this is for you. But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he, you, shall be like a tree planted by the waters which spread out its roots by the rivers and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaves will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Even in the year of drought, you will not cease from yielding fruit. No matter what's happening on this earth, you will not cease from yielding fruit. God will bless the work of your hand. God will cause you to stand out. God will make you a display of his glory. And it's all because you put your trust, number one, in almighty God. Who's ready to see their next level? Who's ready to see the change they desire? Oh, can you give the Lord some praise this morning? We're going to go ahead and pray. I'm going to close in prayer and then release you out of here. I'm so glad you came this morning, and I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you received something this morning. You know, I never dismiss a service without doing this, and which is the most important part is giving you an opportunity to make the most important decision you'll ever make in your whole entire life, and that is the decision to make Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life. If you're here this morning and you've never done that, you're not born again, You've never recall a moment where you surrender your life, uh, 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 repented of your sins, and gave your life to Jesus. I want to pray for you today. You know, you must be 